How do I intro a podcast? Did you really just say that after we pushed record? Yeah. So we all right. So we we took we took a break from uh, we we took a break for a week because of the holidays, and then we came back and we did the 2020 anime awards, uh, which effectively means that I've taken a two week break from the podcast. <laughs> so, man, got to get back into the swing, right? Yeah. So it's a perfect time for just to shoot the shit podcast, right? Because <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing at all this week. Nothing happened. We know what actually happened, but we're not going to talk about that because that's not what our podcast is for. <laughs> Uh, I spent the last half an hour scrolling through IGN headlines trying to find something interesting to talk about. And, uh, I mean, stuff happens, but, like, nothing to, like, really talk about. So, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna catch up. It's a new year and, uh, talk about what we've been doing. You had, like, a week break off of work, right? Yeah, it was really nice. All I did was play Tsushima and, man, that game's great. Like, it's really, it's really, really good. And I... It makes me go now. Having played that and all of Last of Us Part Two, um, it getting like as little love as it did on some of those big awards from the Game Awards is now kind of more insulting to me. Right. I mean, not I, again. I think we're both in the same camp. Nothing against Last of Us Part Two. I yeah, still, no, we actually liked Last of Us Part Two a lot. Yeah, uh, I had some issues with the second half of the game as I as we've discussed, but I mean, it's still really damn good game, but I don't know. I, I just started act three. So the final act, um, it's who knows, maybe the third act does some stuff to where I'm like, yeah, maybe not. I can understand why overall you would say last of us part two is better, but mm, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I do have one gripe so far about act three, and it's that the whole Northern part of the Island is a winter biome. And I, I don't get it. Like I get it (laughs) based on its longitude. It could snow. Like there could clearly have snow on this island. I get that. I'm not arguing that. But it's like a guy, the whole biome is just a winter hellscape. And I'm like, I don't think you could have a swampy biome in the middle section of the map, a like fall biome on the southern part of the map, and then a winter biome on the top. I don't think that works. <laughs> it's not that big of, it's not that long of an island. But, you know, nitpicking, eh, it's still, it's kind of cool. I, all that being said, it is cool to now be in a winter environment and see how that goes because I, I, some of the swampy stuff in the that second act was a little meh, boring. It's just bleak and it, it fits the tone of what you're doing at that point in the story very well. But um, that's enough me complaining about <laughs> the weather biomes. But the game itself, yeah. man, it's really good. I know you... You got you're like halfway through or some part into Act Two, right? Yeah, you are officially farther than what I got in Tsushima. Uh, Tsushima is one of those games that went onto the long list of something I dropped and want to get back to. But I think Tsushima will be easier to pick back up than something like, say, Persona or Near. 
So it, it's something I want to eventually. And, uh, you know, just as an aside, we've kind of started streaming a little bit. And I've always said that, like, if I got back into streaming, I would want to use that as a reason to play those old games and pick them back up. Because if I'm just doing it on my own time, then I'm going to be frustrated with having to relearn controls in the middle of a story. And I also don't want to restart that game because in the case of, you know, like Persona, that's like 400 hours I have to make up. Yeah, there's a lot of catch up in that. But Tsushima should be easier to slip back into, especially just because the, the gameplay in that game feels so good. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I could probably take a quick look at the controls, and then a couple fights in, I'd probably be back into it. Especially because it, it, its combat kind of takes cues from the uh, Dark Souls Arkham series school of video game combat that is so popular these days. Um, and, and a quick note on the, the biomes, actually. I was just thinking about this. Uh, I don't know if there are specific dates listed in-game as to when things happen, but I think it could be a cool design choice if... The, the reason the biomes are so drastically different is if that's supposed to be a subliminal, like, this mm. is the changing of the seasons, this is how long the game is actually taking. Because it is like a one-man war being waged against an entire army. You gotta imagine that kind of thing could theoretically take years, but because it's a video game that's very open world, you're kind of making your own timeline on that. True. I didn't think of that. I don't think, uh, I, I don't think there's any way to say that conquering the tiny island of Tsushima would take years per se sure but it could definitely take a couple weeks and a couple months so yeah I didn't even think about that that's a good point but um I was talking to one of my friends who has beaten the game and was saying that once you start the third act the third act's kind of like the shortest one uh Hmm. you beat the game and then it's you know typical thing you have access to the whole map again so if you didn't know before you get to the end of Act 2, they kind of hit you with the, hey, make sure you've done everything here because you won't be able to come oh, okay. back here for... It's more like you won't be able to come back to these locations for a while. Um, not that you won't be able to come back. But I think it's more for if you are trying to upgrade your sword more, your armors, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and I think Yumi did a similar thing where once we got to Act 2 or when we were about to get into Act 2, we kind of stopped and did everything on the first part of the island yeah. before moving on. I 100%ed which, it. <laughs> as fun as the game is, I feel like that's kind of what burnt me out on the game when I got into Act 2 because I, I kind of didn't like the environment as much in Act 2 as it was. I didn't like the the swamp rice field land a whole lot compared to the pretty fall biome with the trees and everything. So, you know, I spent like a good few days doing everything in the first part of the island and then the second part is like so much more spaced out and dreary that uh it you know i i can't say i stopped liking the game but it just i slowly stopped playing it and then moved on to other newer and therefore more interesting things it's funny you say that because this it was the same for me i i was getting to the one you get to the point at the end of the first part where you were just mowing through everything. I was just speed running stuff, kind of going, I should probably just move on because at this point, honestly, what I'm doing isn't fun because I'm, I'm just doing it to go everywhere. That's the only reason why I'm actually doing what I'm doing right now. Um, and then, Which in a collectible sense, I love that Tsushima just tells you where stuff is on the map. Yes, that is. Because it, it's so easy nice. to go and do everything. Yeah. Um, but 
But then, yeah, once I got to the second part too, it was just like, okay, we're doing more. And then I got enough into it where on the second part, I really just did all the tales, that stuff that pop up, whether it be for specific characters or the new ones that pop up when you go to new like little cities or towns. And so I just did that. I did some of the side uh, place things you can do, like the saunas. I went to most of those, or the onsens, or baths, whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> um, I did. I do love doing the uh, the sword bamboo slice. That's really fun. Yeah, yeah Some I of like them are a lot, lot harder than others, and then other ones are like, oh, this one's easy. <laughs> After the fifth haiku, that starts to feel a little tedious. Yes. But I, I always like to see a, a bamboo slicer. There's actually, I think the biggest thing for the haikus with me was that there's so many of them. So yeah, there are a lot. Like if it was okay, there's five on each island or each island, each section of the island. I'm like okay, each one is pretty like unique. Now if you go out of your way to just go bang, 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 all the haikus. But when I was um, when I was just doing the doing everything on the first part of the map, um, it seemed like. I still managed to, uh, <laughs> I just hit all of the haikus like in a row. So <laughs> I, to your point, they got a little less cool. Um, but damn, man, that game is really, really good. I know we're talking about it really late from when <laughs> it came out, <laughs> but um, it's definitely worth playing. When it's Man, the PS4 is going to has got to be one of just go down as one of the greatest consoles in lineups of games of any console we've ever had like oh yeah it's I crazy think, i i think it's a decent contender at this point for with the with the ps2 even because like the, the ps2 yeah. has a lot of good graces on nostalgia not to downplay the amazing games it had but yeah I, I mean the the ps4 just all their exclusives are so good i i don't think there's a single bad like second to first party PlayStation exclusive on the console. I mean, like, people were a little lukewarm on Days Gone. It depends on your reception of Death Stranding. But other than that, Sony cranks out bangers. Yeah, it was it was definitely impressive. Um, I know another thing that I've been playing is, well, I really just did it today, but I did a couple runs on Hades, and... Um, Boy, I either suck at that game or there's a wall that I still just can't get past or something because <laughs> I mean, I cannot beat the third boss to save my life. I, I got real close. I got the closest I had today. Um, I actually killed one of them and almost killed the second, but and I had like a shit ton of health when I got oh, there. Oh, so you still you haven't gotten past that yet? No, I like haven't. At all? And then Oh, okay. I, I, it, it's I don't know why. Honestly, I don't know how I have it. I don't know if I'm not building right for whatever weapon that I use. I almost beat it today with the shield. I just did it like a, oh yeah, let's just try the shield. And I had one that was ended up being like, it was all about throwing the shield. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it was actually pretty decent. But then I did another run with the bow because I just like the sheer DPS that using the bow can get you. And I had a great build. I was just doing massive damage. But the thing about using the bow in that game that kind of just irritates me to no end is I don't know if it's because I put on a certain Hermes boon that messes with how shit hit scans because like all of a sudden I'll do one that lets me use the bow faster and all of a sudden I can't hit jack shit. 
Like, it doesn't auto-aim on the stuff appropriately. And I'm just just dying because I'm just jumping around trying to shoot, but all I do is take damage. So, I... I, I I like Hades, but man, I've been having I've been struggling with it. I can tell you, the third boss is the hardest in the game. <sighs> uh, like I would say, once you like even the final boss, once you get Hades himself down, he's not that bad. Uh, Asterius and Theseus that that that's the make or break for a build for me. Like I I still have some trouble with them if my build is bad. Um, cause chances are I'll die at least once to them and I'll have to use a death defiance to get through it. Um, and this might not be something you have access to yet. Cause I forget the timeline of when stuff opens up, but are you able to get into the records room yet? No. Okay. So in, in there, you can see the entire history of all of your runs and like what boons you had, what weapon you were using. It's pretty okay. cool. So I can tell you the first time I beat Hades was on run 49. Okay. Yeah. See, it's, it's not even a thing of like. I know you're supposed to play the game a bunch. I, it's, so don't you don't come at me with that shit. I I got that. <laughs> it's just I keep getting fucked when I get to that that boss, and it's just like oh my god, because I mean today like I think I would have I would have beaten it with the bow build that I had because I was just doing crazy. I got Artemis and Ares, so I was doing crazy extra percentage damage with each shot and i had the dual shot and i was so i was just doing massive damage but there was like one st- or a couple stages before where i just got my shit pushed in before the, this is before the boss and like i went into the boss without any death 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 defiances and like 70 health i was just like well i'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Elysium could really screw you on the RNG for the rooms. Like, if you get a room with, like, two or three armored butterfly balls, that will fuck you up. Oh, see, I had, I didn't have an issue with that on the bow because it the cue on the bow is that, like, fan shot that just shoots everything. I kept mm-hmm. getting archers that would just put me down. I couldn't kill them. That and the spear dudes were just—they they couldn't miss. It was, it was nuts. So— yeah. But yeah, at least have confidence that the third boss, in my opinion, is the hardest part of the game. So if you're going to struggle anywhere, it's probably going to be there. Just keep grinding at it and get those mirror upgrades and you'll you'll get it. Yeah, now I'm doing the one, I'm getting a lot of the uh, the health, the added default health, starting health ones, which have helped a lot. But the the ones at the bottom of the mirror, when you can start upgrading like boon percentages and stuff, that's when builds really start to take hold. Yeah, I I have that one unlocked where I have like a 1% increase chance increase of getting it rare to start which um i'm quickly finding yeah you need that (laughs) because the i the the reason why actually that was the reason why my shield run was so good was because i was getting nothing but blues and purples of the boons i got so it was just like i'm starting so far ahead this is nuts but that's really what i've been up to um since you know we last had a had one of these, what have you been up to? Uh, I I got a problem, right? Oh, with uh with with buying games, because uh, while we've been taking the break, right? Steam had their winter sale. Yeah, and I'm a slut for a good deal. <laughs> As most and, uh, gamers are. <laughs> yeah. So even though I still haven't finished Cyberpunk. Nice. Because I I couldn't bring myself to play Cyberpunk more for for more than a few hours at a time, 
uh, and I'm scared of the point of no return. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I always like when I'm in the middle of anything like really big and hard to digest, I will inevitably veer off and find something that's easier. So like while watching One Piece, I stopped and picked up Shira and ended up binging all of Shira because it was easy to watch and I burned through it quickly. <laughs> so to get me off of Cyberpunk, I picked up this little game called Hard Space Shipbreaker that I got for like 15 bucks. And uh, it it's a very similar game to if you've seen Satisfactory, which is itself a very similar game to Factorio. And I hope that one of these comparisons is picking up somebody. Not me. Um, I haven't played any of them. <laughs> so Factorio is like a top-down factory building game where you got a bunch of buildings and conveyor belts and you're just trying to build an autonomous factory to pump out products. Satisfactory is that, but in first person. So you have to actually build in a 3D world. Uh, so in Hard Space Shipbreaker, it's got a very similar design aesthetic, um, except instead of building stuff, you're tearing apart ships. Ooh. So it's it's ships of like varying sizes and complexities, and there's like dangerous materials like nuclear reactors or thrusters that you have to cut out. Um, it, essentially, the story of the game is that your character is literally $1 billion in debt, <laughs> And because of that, you applied for essentially indentured servitude. Where, like, I imagine the the way this game shows off this job is it's like the coal mining of the 2200s, uh, where it's it's dangerous for everyone involved. You make shit pay for how dangerous the job is, and you're probably going to die in debt. So you're you're picked up by this space company, and you're sent out into the void of space in a shipyard with essentially a plasma cutter from Dead Space 2, or from Dead Space, uh, and you are cutting joints and furniture and, like I said, nuclear reactors, power cells, and you're essentially, like, sorting the trash of the ship into three different bins until you don't have a ship left or an exoskeleton of a ship that you shove into the furnace wholesale. And every piece gives you some money, you're charged at the end of a 15-minute shift for the rental of your equipment. And it, it's, it's, it's honestly a very zen game, which is weird to say when your oxygen is constantly depleting and you could die in a nuclear explosion <laughs> and you might accidentally blow up the ship because your plasma cutter veers off and slices a thruster. But it's kind of puzzly where you got to figure out what parts of the ship you want to break off first, uh, what's the safest way to shove this part of the ship into the processor, um, and it, it, it scratched an itch that I didn't know I had because it's, like I said, it, it's kind of puzzly and moving around in space feels very good on a controller, which I kind of didn't expect because you're, you're moving on the X, Y, and Z axis constantly because you're just in zero gravity. Uh, and they found a way to make that feel really good. And it's still an early access game. And uh, I don't normally go for early access games, but what they have right now feels really solid. So I'm hoping what they add is just going to be adding on to the end product. But I think normally it might be $20 and big recommend on checking that game out. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I know you've been streaming it a bit in Discord when you've been playing it. So I've only caught a little bit of you actually playing it, but it looks interesting. Not it's not really up my alley, but um, just hearing you play it sometimes is kind of funny with I'll be playing something else, and all of a all of a sudden, I just hear you scream, "Oh God!" And then it's like, <laughs> uh, 
I just exploded or something like that. It's uh, Yeah, on more than one occasion, I have tethered a piece of the ship to fly into the processor. And then because that piece of the ship is weirdly curved, it'll snatch me on its way to the processor. <laughs> and suddenly I'm being brought to the processor. <laughs> and I got to use my thrusters to get out of that situation. Uh, things can go horribly wrong. But when they go right, it's very zen. You know, it's another really zen game that we've actually started playing recently this the viscera cleanup game yeah that is i don't know why that game is so relaxing for me well it's relaxing when you know some people aren't getting shitty hint hint (laughs) wink wink i'm calling you out yeah i'm putting it in here you know who you are um it's actually not just one person it's we, we all have a moment of weakness but man when you're just like Mopping up blood, disposing of dead bodies. That game is zen as hell. And yeah, I said that in that order because you might be thinking, how is that zen? Well, if you haven't heard of this game, when the hell did it come out, Chris? That thing's been out for a long time, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, a good while. I can look it up real quick. It's basically just a game where you go around and you clean up like event sites where stuff went wrong <laughs> or aliens attacked or there's a labor dispute actually i don't we shouldn't say that one that one might be uh <laughs> given the times that one's not the best Oof. example uh it came out uh early access was april 2014 so yeah about seven years ago the game handles like it was made in 2006 um yeah honestly the gameplay is awful it's fucking frustrating to carry bodies around but honestly it's got that surgeon simulator kind of vibe to it because of that it's part of the charm that i i feel is that you know you're going into it knowing it's a janky piece of shit um and it can lead to some pretty damn funny moments like (laughs) there was one in in a map that chris and i were doing where I said, hey, watch out for my bucket. And then Chris just comes around and just <laughs> whacks the bucket I told him to look out for and then proceeds to hit another bucket that was right next to it. And I'm just and then he just I runs turned off. Around, I turned around to look at the bucket I knocked over but kept moving. So it stepped into the <laughs> other bucket. So now there's there's new bloody water that Hayden's gotta clean up. And I had a body to get to the furnace. So like <laughs> he just pissed off and i was like oh what the hell man leaving me with this dirty bucket (laughs) but um it's got a we haven't really done any of the uh like the mod or user generated maps i don't think i think we've done most of the default ones it's yeah if you got a couple buds and you just don't know what to play and want to just screw around and clean in a game it's great (laughs) yeah it it's that kind of game that you can turn off and just like do a series of tasks like it, it's a checklist game yeah where like you know the the actual gameplay is about prioritizing what to clean and when and if you got a large enough group you can try to coordinate efforts to that end it's not a game i'd want to play alone but i mean we play with like six people at a time which means the the comms can get a little crazy uh with everyone trying to do their own job and talking over each other but when things are running smoothly uh yeah it's 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 fucking weird how fun that game can be because you're just clean it it shouldn't be as fun as it is (laughs) you got a bucket and a mop and you're picking up individual bullet casings to put in a trash can 
But uh, yeah, it's it's weirdly fun, and, and I think part of it is that like you know because it's a game about a checklist essentially is like you can see real progress on how you're cleaning immediately, and that kind of progress can be very addicting. Yeah, I was. I think on multiple occasions I brought up how when when we'll almost be done, and you just see how clean it looks compared to where you started. I'm like, wow, this feels like back in the day when I was doing closing shifts at the food court in college, where it's like you just every you just start to feel it. You're like, oh yeah, guys, we're almost done. We get to go home soon. Heck yeah! And then you check out and or you clock out and you just start again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of workshop content, especially oh, yeah. like for how old the game is. People have been working on it for a while, um, and I've I've taken a look at some of them because I imagine we'll start moving to that soon if we keep playing. And there's some pretty cool ones. Um, <laughs> spaceships are very popular. Oh, I bet. Like if you if you could imagine cleaning up a ship after the events of Dead Space, I think that's kind of what we'd be looking at. I'd love to do like the Pillar of Autumn after that first level in Halo Combat Evolved. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, because there'd be so many bullet casings, plasma scars. That would actually, I bet that exists. That has to, because that would be perfect for that game. Yeah, that, that's what we should look for, actually. Because um, yeah. if someone could mod in some some grunt and elite bodies, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. I, I don't know if grunts would fit in the furnace, though. They might be too wide. <laughs> too <laughs> wide boys. They are some wide boys. I know there's, are there hunters on higher difficulty on that mission? I think there, oh, no, there's not. On Pillar of Autumn, I hope There's not, because they can't fit in the boarding craft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won't be able to get through the door. Because those are some wide boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that'd be another aspect of, of Viscera, though, if you had like a really big body and you had to cut it up into smaller pieces to get it into the furnace. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so we're, we're like halfway through this episode now. It's 2021, Hayden. It we is. We made it. We made it, more or less, for well, better or worse. We don't know if we've made it yet, because 2021 started out with a bang. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 2021 was always going to be just as bad as 2020. I, I'm fully convinced, all right? Nothing's ever going to be good again. We're out of good years. It's bad from here on out. Was I want to <laughs> believe that things aren't going to get progressively worse, but we don't have good years left. You just got to make them good, I guess. It's as good as you can make it. There's no just default good. I, I, I'd give you that. So to that end, speaking of the, the years of what we make it, uh, New Year, do you have any resolutions? This year? Um, Other than like not dying of COVID still. Yeah, that. I am trying to limit my meat consumption. Um, I started doing it a little bit last year, um, but I'm definitely going to keep that up. I know last year I uh, gave up alcohol for a month. Did I do that? No, I was vegetarian for a month. That's what it was. Um, And I was able to do it. So for all of January 2020, um, had no meat. It was definitely an interesting experience um, going to restaurants because we could still do that. They hadn't shut everything down yet. Hmm. Um, But uh, this year... Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm trying to drink less because not that I drink a lot, but I binge drink when I do, and so I'm gonna try to limit the amount that I binge drink after, especially after uh, New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that not good? Was that not a good time? 
Weren't you here in chat for a lot of that? Well, yeah, but I I don't think that was any worse than normal. Oh. Okay, fair. Yeah, you're right. I just don't... It's been a minute since that happened, and every time I get that drunk, I'm like, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, like, I don't like going through that. Um, but other than that, I thought there was something else I was going to try to do. Definitely trying to get into working out again, but it's hard... Working at working out at home is so much harder than motivating yourself to go to a gym. Mostly because usually you're paying for it, so it's like, hey, if I'm not going, I'm wasting money. But I've slowly been getting back into that. I would love to be able to say that this year I'm gonna actually go in on training to run a marathon, but because of COVID, I don't know if any of them would happen. So I'm not right. going to train for something that, pro- well, <laughs> yeah, this is a dumb statement. I'm not going to train for something that I don't think will actually happen. Um, but I'm definitely going to get back into running again. It's just being in Indiana sucks for that. Cause I kind of hate running outside when it's cold. And yep. I also kind of equally hate running on a treadmill. So I'm kind of just SOL until it starts getting warmer. <laughs> Yeah, because who wants to pay for a gym that has a track? Yeah. That shit's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that you were vegetarian for a month, but have you ever had like a resolution that was like a whole year affair or something that was a permanent change that you wanted to make? No. Um, mostly because I, I I think I could do it, but uh, I kind of use – I have used – resolutions more as kickstarters to getting healthier in general i guess actually no that wasn't one but i i think two years ago i had one to just drink a lot more water so like i rarely drink soda now unless i get a combo occasionally get a combo meal at a fast food restaurant because usually some people might think oh so you get soda all the time when i go to fast food restaurants i'll order the sandwich that i want and fries I don't know. I don't get the drink, um, but I, I I cut out a lot of soda a while ago just to just be healthier in general. Um, so that was, but I never made that like my goal for a year, like to just don't drink soda. Mostly because I kind of like I said, I look at it as kickstarting a way to incorporate healthier living into my everyday life. Because I don't, I don't know, the way I look at it, if I go, okay, you can't do this for an entire year, that makes it a lot harder to accomplish. And if you, if you have one mess up, it feels like you failed, where I like to look at it and go, let's, let's try and do it for 30 days. If I can do it for 30 days, we'll see where we go from there. And like when I did that with, um, with not eating meat last year, I, I don't think, I think I bought meat from a grocery store less than 10 times all of last year. So like, like when it, yeah, so specifically from a grocery store. So like I'd go and have a hamburger or pizza with meat on it, but buying meat to make something at home, I actually, it was probably less than five times the whole time I did it. So like I, I use it to, uh, I use the little like short resolutions to kickstart healthier habits to try throughout the year but not uh have it be like if i if i mess up once i i didn't accomplish the goal that i set out for sure yeah that that's a good way to think about it because it if you're 
denying yourself something, then you're going to be thinking about, oh, I'm not allowed to have this. So I think, yeah. like, A, doing something in a way that's more about changing something without permanently removing something, that's a lot uh, That's a lot better mentally to deal with. Um, I, kn- I, know, it, I know, just to, real quick, I know, yeah. uh, especially on that exact thing, uh, people who I've heard have set things when it comes to going to the gym. One of the things, like, uh, some people I know are, like, YouTube accounts or YouTubers that I watch that don't necessarily do workout content who got the bug to go and work out again they they've will occasionally put out a video saying you know uh what what's my routine how did i get into it and one of the biggest thing i hear most of them say is one of the things the 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 best way to motivate you to keep to to keep going back in the gym in this instance is to change your mindset to uh it's not oh i don't get i don't get to do this thing it's hey i get to go to the gym today it's not like oh I have to go work out because I'm it's my resolution I have to go do this. You you got to change your mindset of you get to go do this and then you enjoy the time you're doing it and it that little thing helps you uh, come back and it not be hard for you to do something that you might not ne- necessarily enjoy all that much but is a healthier habit. For my own part, I can't say that I have ever done a New Year's resolution. Um, it, like a lot of people will like, I mean, it's kind of the joke of like, you set a resolution, you do it for a week or two and then you forget about it. Cause like gym memberships shoot up in the first weeks of a new year. Right. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's never even really gone past. Oh yeah. I, I could do that. It's a new year. I should do that. And then I, I, I don't do anything. Nothing at all. <laughs> um, I, I, I tend to just make changes at random points in the year. Like, uh, when when the pandemic started, right? It was it was totally like uh, a, a a coincidence. It had nothing related to it. But I started doing meal prep back in like March or April of last year, and I've meal prepped every single week since then, uh, to the point that I don't even know how to cook normally if I'm not meal prepping at this point. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's kind of like, weird. I don't like spending time cooking on a night where I could be playing video games. I love that meal prep allows me to have more free time and not think about what I have to take for food to work because I eat my dinners at work. Um, so that was that was just a change that happened naturally because I already liked cooking. Uh, I just didn't like the, the time it took to cook. So I spent like three hours in the kitchen on one evening and then I've got meals for my entire work week. And then, you know, on the weekend... Um, I, I might grab something quick that I can still kind of meal prep in a small way for the weekend. Like I'll pick up a couple pounds of ground beef at the grocery store and then I'll just make a bunch of burgers and reheat those through the weekend. Or uh, I've done that with brats before too. Uh, or if I'm feeling real lazy, I'll get a, a, a pack of frozen chicken nuggets and just eat that for the weekend. <laughs> hey, we all have those kinds of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and recently uh, I bought some actual proper meal prep containers too. I got I got actual glass containers with locking lids to keep the food fresher for longer. Uh, and uh, as far as I can tell, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be meal prepping now. Nice. Well, you say that until like there's a new craze that makes it even easier. I don't know what the <laughs> hell it would be, but, you know. Juicing. Yeah. Yeah, I juice just juice everything. all my meals. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> that just does not sound appetizing at all. Yeah, uh, but then uh, kind of like you, I, I, I kind of want to cut back on my soda intake 
Like I, I I've been taking steps towards that where uh, kind of ever since I've been meal prepping, I have almost ex- exclusively been drinking diet drinks as a means of cutting out calories. Uh, so even like when I was doing pizza delivery, when I would be on the on the clock and I would go to a gas station real quick, I would only ever get a Diet Coke or a Mountain Dew Zero to keep it zero calorie. Um, uh, and and I, I for a while, I've stopped buying soda at the house or my apartment uh, unless it's a weekend. So like mm-hmm. during the week, I would only drink water or uh, a juice from Fresh Time, for instance. Uh, but then with my new job now... Um, because it's at night and I need some caffeine, I would stop at the the vending machine normally at the start and the midpoint of my shift to go with dinner, and I would get a bottle of soda then, and it would still be diet. Um, so so now I'm trying to cut that back, and I want to stop drinking soda at all during the week. Um, but to make it a smaller change that I could adapt later, I'm still going to allow myself soda on the weekends just to enjoy during my weekends, but I'm not going to go out and buy a 24 pack of diet Coke to drink on a weekend. Yeah. Like I might get a six pack of bottles or my preferred Stewart's orange cream soda and enjoy that for a weekend. I, I know that's your preferred, but man, you got to cut that one out in specific specifically. Cause that thing's got so much friggin' sugar in it. It's <laughs> insane. But if it's only on the weekend, true, true. Let me, uh, yeah. Let me have my small comfort. Say anything that you got to cut back on. I, I'm huge on trying to get people to drink less soda just because I've seen enough of the stuff where it's like, it's terrible for you. Um, from a caloric standpoint and just general health standpoint, like that was the main reason why I stopped drinking it. Like I, I just don't buy it as something to have in the house. I only have water, which for some people is like, oh, just water. That's boring. I'm like, that's all you need, man. Water. It's what keeps you alive. But I also drink coffee a lot too now. Um, I don't. I usually don't make it because I'm the kind of person where I can get a small coffee from somewhere when I'm getting breakfast. Cause that's what I do on the weekends. Cause I'm lazy and don't like making breakfast when I'm at home, but I'll just get a coffee, a small coffee at like, you know, nine or 10. And I swear to God, the caffeine hasn't left my body by like 11 PM at night. And so <laughs> I just sit there sometimes just like, why did I have coffee this morning? It's wild. My body and caffeine yeah. is it's, I think a lot of it too is because I cut down on soda. So I don't drink caffeine nearly as much. Like yeah. it's, if I have a coffee, that's my caffeine. So then when I have it, it lasts a lot longer than what it used to. <laughs> and that's pretty much the stage I'm at right now where like, you know, I, I've cut soda out before. I, I got to the point where I was majority drinking water before. Uh, but but I'm kind of at the point now where it's like I don't want to drink water all the time because I want flavor. And part of that is probably conditioning of having drinking so much soda. But that's also why, like I said, I keep juice in the fridge too. Like, you know, it's probably still got a lot of sugar content, but drinking a mango lemonade from Fresh Time is probably better than slamming back two cans of Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would have to 100% agree on that. Are there any, um, are there any resolutions that you uh have ever thought about trying to do whether it be for a little bit of time or uh for a year something you like you th- like a mental goal that you'd like to set up to attempt at some point well it actually just so happens that i have two of them uh that i'm trying to do this year oh really uh and one of those is learning piano 
Okay. Uh, uh, with with the recent stimulus check, I was able to get a jump start on funds to start getting piano lessons, which worked out because the first stimulus check I spent on a piano, <laughs> and uh, I tried self teaching, and I can't do that. I'm not a self motivating kind of guy. So with the new one, I bought lessons. So so now my setup is essentially I had to pay for a bunch of lessons up front. So that was like four hundred and fifty dollars. And so now, every week I go to a lesson, I have a separate savings account where I'm moving the cost of one lesson over into that so that I can keep the lessons going when the package runs out. Okay. Not bad. So, so I'm, I'm trying to do that. And then uh, in a larger sense, uh, the both of us are trying to get into more content creation. Yes. Because I've never gone hard enough in that that I can know for sure if I like it, but you know, for a lot of people, that kind of realm is a very attractive idea that I want to get good at, and uh, I'm hoping that we can make it work. Yeah, I just want to learn how to do some video editing, like, I, I, which means you basically have to make content, but uh, I'm just, it's something that I've always thought is interesting and would love to just know, even if it's just the basics, how to cut stuff together, just because I think it's cool and it is a useful it will be a useful skill going forward in life the way how the way everything is going digital if like i know how to cut some stuff together and make a video or help someone on a project even if it's something minor i i just think it's a cool skill to have yeah which kind of sucks that uh we are i think getting past the point now where uh like you you could get a job at a decent tech company 5 years ago if you for sure knew how to use Microsoft Office and, like, do video editing because the people mm-hmm. in charge had no fucking clue. But we're getting to the point now where a generation is growing up more with that and the people that did get in when it was easy are now the upper management and that stuff just kind of comes as a package skill. And I think the more specialized stuff like coding, that's always probably going to be a thing that you can really leverage to get into a good job. Uh, but... I, I think I think we're starting to get out of the point where it's really easy to get a good job as a video editor or something similar to that. So it's just going to be, yeah, a good skill to have. Yeah. Just in general, especially if you like I think the biggest thing always is going to have a portfolio you can point to to not just say, I know this software, but here's how I can use this software. Here's this video I cut. Enter Chris's video that we're working on that I won't spoil because I don't know if he wants to say what the topic of it is yet (laughs) yeah i might have talked about before but i don't know but you know on the note of content creation uh this is our 17th episode which means we've been doing this for 17 weeks now and that's that's pretty cool (laughs) that that's yes that is what that would well it's technically one less because we took a week off sure but yeah i was just thinking about that i'm like wow we're getting close to half a year which is weird to think because it seems like we just started doing it you know everyone always is like i can't believe we're already at this number of doing like a podcast or a video series and i always see them what whenever i see them say that i go yeah whatever like bullshit and then us here going like oh my god no that's real that is so real (laughs) it does not seem like we've gotten together 17 times to record this it's it's kind of freaky once you're actually the one doing it yeah, and, and uh, you know, as always was kind of the plan, now that we've kind of got that under our belts, where, you know, it's uh, it's not a huge deal to wake up, get in the booth, and record for an hour or so. Um, and, you know, I'm getting a little faster on the editing process, so now we're trying to 
move that into other realms, like with uh, that video we're working on, which will hopefully be the first of many, which I guess largely depends on how well you take to video editing. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the timeline on that release right now is purely uh, <laughs> my editing skills. So um, we're teasing it now, but that thing might, I mean, if it's out in a month, I'd feel like, damn, I did a good job. <laughs> oh yeah, granted, I still don't have the audio recorded for it yet, but that shouldn't take too long to get done. Yeah, I'm kind of. I think I'm kind of waiting on that, and then I'll jump in. Actually, I'll probably do that when we stop recording. Is actually download the the uh, application that I want to use, um, and just maybe start looking at some videos on just some basic stuff to look at. I know I need to start uh, at least once. I want to record a gameplay that we do of something, whether it be like Fall Guys or. I don't know. Vis- I wouldn't really want to do Viscera. There's not a lot of decent stuff to pull from that, I don't think. But um, and, and just work on making like a montage video just for us, kind of just to get the hang of doing that. Hey, yeah, that's probably something we should look into is uh, figuring out how to more conveniently and easily get uh, a flashback recorder set up or something like that. Yeah, because I've never done uh, gameplay recording, so I'm like, oh god, I had to look at what I need to know how to for how to do that and I was just like this isn't difficult but I really wish I was able to get a new CPU and GPU so I had a computer that was much better optimized for doing this sort of thing because I feel like that's one thing I am concerned about with my current computer is like if I go hard on doing some editing stuff, I this I'm gonna blow out this computer, I think, because it's not <laughs> the best. Yeah the video is gonna take a minute to render. Yeah. That's an understatement. So yeah, the uh, the Healthy Obsession Network is growing. We got we got a Twitter. <laughs> we're gonna have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Give it give it another half a year. We're gonna have a sister podcast. Maybe all I <laughs> all I can say is that I it's I think now that we are this far into it, our friends are like, wait, you guys are still doing this? Oh, okay, okay, I see you. How can we get in on this? Because it seemed like <laughs> we had a conversation the other day that I was just not able to... Uh, I was either tuning it the hell out because I don't remember half the shit that was said about people wanting to do their own content So, and how we were involved in that. Was that just them being like, oh yeah, I want to try and do this and I want to try and do that on their own or were we involved with that at all? I, I don't even remember the conversation you're talking about. Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um, so moving I, on. I only know that uh, one day we were streaming Fall Guys, and before we knew it, everyone we were playing with was also streaming. Yeah. Make me sound like a bumbling idiot, which I, I am, but uh, if you don't know, then I don't know. So what's next? Uh, yeah, so while we were taking a break, Soul came out. Highly anticipated soul movie from Pixar dropped on Disney Plus Christmas Day. So we're like two weeks out from that. Let's talk about Soul. You've seen Soul, right? Yeah. I think we saw it on the same day. Oh, did we? Yeah. Uh so, you know, he- here's your warning now. We're probably gonna talk some spoilers on Soul, because I got I got some thoughts on it. Um Oh, so, you do, huh? Yeah, I got I got some thoughts. Uh, oh. Can I meet him? <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> that was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up at uh, up up at the top, I think uh, I want to say I would give Soul like an eight point five out of ten. Okay, I, you know, as most things, I go in hoping for a ten out of ten. I thought Soul could be it, um, but uh, unfortunately, I think the best I can do is an eight point five. Uh, what 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 are your initial thoughts on it? I'm more in like the 
seven and a half, eight range. Um, okay. I didn't really have any expectations going in, and I left going, that was a good movie. Like, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, I remember the first, I, I went in, I can, this was forever ago, but I remember when I first watched Wally, I was just like, this is just going to be, what's the hype behind this? Because none of the previews looked, you know, like anything that I would be into. But then when I got finished watching Wally, I was like, holy shit, this movie's amazing. So I did not have that same reaction with Soul. Um, and I'll let you lead the way later on a uh, critique we both had. Um, but there were some things about it that I would just thought were weird and was like yeah this is how you know it's a kids movie because um i just think and i don't know i don't i'm not gonna go into this spiel that i gave you at one point because we're not talking about anime this episode but i have a whole (laughs) anime spiel that i went on about what why i think that influenced how i thought soul was but it makes me want to see a lot of people at least to me were saying and and reviews were saying that it's like oh my god it's like this movie wasn't even made for kids and i got done with it going this movie was 100 percent made for kids like yes it approaches some topics that are much more relatable if you're older um but at the end of the day the whole theming and the the way the atmosphere is is very oh yes at the end of the day remember the message is being is intended to be delivered to younger kids. Yeah, but it's it's a very cerebral message that uh, I feel like is really hard to get across to kids, and that's kind of yeah what people are pointing to. We're like it it is it's a very adult story told in Pixar's packaging, which means it's gonna be a little goofy. And at this point, I can't really say targeted for a younger audience, but digestible for a younger audience. Um, and I think, you know, all right, so to that end, I got a problem, and I, I, I have this criticism a lot with media, and I can't ever tell if it's fair, where I will go into a movie or a show expecting a certain kind of story, and I get a different story. I'm upset about that. And then that feeling gets in the way of my judgment of the story properly. And I don't know if that's a fair critique. So, uh, for instance, uh, I I can give two examples real quick. Uh, The movie Velvet Buzzsaw on Netflix. It's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie about uh, a bunch of artists who work in, like, sculpture, painting. It's a horror movie. Um where, like, so basically the art starts killing people, and I thought, spoiler for Velvet Buzzsaw, if you give a shit, by the way. I hadn't even heard of that movie, so yeah, I don't <laughs> give a shit. So, so like, for instance, there, there's a point in the movie where this woman, for some reason, sticks her hand inside of an art sculpture, and her hand gets chopped off as if it's a, a buzzsaw, Velvet Buzzsaw, you know what, haha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, really, did that actually happen? Yeah, that actually happens. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I thought for the whole movie, and I guess I was probably paying 70% attention to it, I thought for the whole movie it was like a serial killing thing, where there was going to be a big reveal about this is the guy behind the art murders, right? And then at the end it turned out it was ghosts, 
And I was so fucking upset by that because yeah. there was nothing paranormal about that movie up until that point. Uh, and that's kind of a, a, a thing I got where, like, if I go into a movie being sold on the reality of the movie and there's something extra reality about that movie, I'm disappointed. Different example, uh, the anime Death Parade. You've seen Death Parade, right? Oh, yeah, it's great. So I thought Death Parade was going to be, for the entire season, just that first episode, where episode to episode there was going to be a new character that was a shitter in life or something, and they went to the bar to play their death game to either punish themselves or redeem themselves in some way. But then the story kind of veered away from that and told the the more linear narrative of one of the actual characters of the show. And I was very disappointed by that because I would have rather have had a problem of the week style where we just got to see more cool death games. And I don't know if it's fair for me to criticize Death Parade for being a show that it wasn't. That's kind of the problem I have with Soul, where the trailers I felt like sold me on a very different kind of movie uh, because... And I'll just I'll I'll say this real quick and get deeper into it later. In all of the trailers, did they ever show Joe being a cat? That was not in any trailer whatsoever. There is a scene of him holding a cat, but you have no idea that you don't you have no idea about the situation behind his human body and the cat being there. You don't know any why that would be significant. I ha- I did see that in some promo, but it's literally just one part of a man standing holding a cat on the street of New York. Yeah, and like literally I opened up Disney Plus and I saw the thumbnail cover art for Soul and Joe has the cat on his shoulder in the cover art and and I thought, "Oh, that's his cat." I'm going to really like the fact that this guy has a cat. And then that wasn't it at fucking all. It was a therapy cat that ended up becoming Joe. And that was so fucking jarring. It, uh, I didn't like that they Freaky friday that. It was just weird. It, yeah. I didn't think it worked. So all the trailers, right, showed a lot of shots of the, the living human world and did a lot of shots in the soul world. And I went in already being conflicted of i hope this isn't an inside out situation where 80 percent of the movie is told in the soul world so i was very happy when joe got out of the soul world and then very upset when he became a cat because i wanted this to be a serious grounded movie it was already going to be the most beautiful movie pixar had ever told because or, or had ever animated because the city was vibrant and had such intricate detail and all the characters looked really really good for being an animated movie because pixar is always at the top of their game uh and and i just i wanted that grounded story that i felt like i was promised because all the trailers had joe like essentially monologuing just talking about the beauty of life and music and i wanted that story and then when you get to the point that joe is a cat and 22 is inside his body it felt so much goofier than the movie I thought I was promised. That, and that, that's kind of why I can only sit on an 8.5, because I still think it's a very good movie. I just think it could have been better if they went a little deeper on not making it expressly for kids. Because I, I feel like the, the, the moment specifically that, that this felt ruined for me was 
when Joe has to get his suit fixed and he goes to his mom's tailor shop and he decides to confront his mom about never supporting his dreams and everything. And that monologue has to be delivered from Joe as a cat telling 22 what to say as Joe to his mom. Already, I didn't think that moment was earned. I didn't think that his conflict with his mother was built up enough to have a big emotional moment where he confronts his mom. Because there was a scene of that, and then they didn't really talk about it much. So I didn't think that moment was earned, first of all. But then they do a thing where they they pan the camera past his mom and come out on the other side, and then they drop the facade of Joe as a cat and just have Joe as a person talking. And it's like, this isn't how this moment is going. And it was a little jarring, where I know this isn't going that smoothly, so it's breaking my immersion because you went with this weird setup to not have these emotional moments have this impact that it should. Because, yeah, that scene should have been one of the biggest emotional impact scenes. And it not to say that it didn't have an impact, but to your point, I think it could have been way more impactful. Literally anyone who is a grown adult and has parents that are still alive would be able to relate to that but to your point the way that the fact that they middlemaned it just i don't know it 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 took a little bit away from what could have been a really really cool scene to just being a, a oh yeah this is cool i get it kind yeah of thing. so like you know similarly the scene with uh joe and 22 in the barbershop where 22 is like connecting with all the people in the barbershop because she's talking about her philosophies on life. That's really cool. And the setup works really well for the barbershop scene. That was one of the Uh, best scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. But then the scene with the mom just kind of fell flat because of the same thing. Yeah. So, so I mean that, that that's the biggest critique is like doing the cat thing entirely. Joe being a cat for 60% of the movie completely threw off the vibe. I thought I was getting, and I was disappointed because of that. And again, that's not to say the movie is bad. It has genuinely beautiful moments that I think is some of the best written Pixar material ever. Pixar is always one-upping themselves. I can't say this is a better movie than Coco, but I can say this movie has better moments than some of Coco. Because the scene at the end with Joe at the piano, when he like you know when he's at the end of his journey and he realizes you know what the spark of life is and how being a famous jazz musician isn't going to inherently change anything for him. Uh, He essentially gives a monologue with his piano when he realizes this, and it's one of the most beautiful pieces of film I think I've ever seen. I just wish it was in a better overall package. I can't wait. Uh, It's it's times like this where I'm kind of glad we uh, don't have a huge following because we would get fucking roasted for these opinions. (laughs) <laughs> I, ju- I just hope you know that like oh you didn't think it was fucking amazing oh kill him like, whoa <laughs> oh god like I was <laughs> talking about that moment at the piano I'm already I, I'm kind of tearing up right now just because that moment was so good so I you know I'm not trying to say it was a bad movie it was still a very good movie I was just got I got on. problems I I've I to to the point I've said there's just something about Pixar movies. I don't know what it is, but for a while, I just, they don't hit me the way they, I feel like they hit everyone else. And I, I, maybe I'm just, 
an awful human being. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. So I, 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 that's the main reason why I don't really have, really have too much to add just because I, they just, I liked it. It was really good. Um, and yeah, that's, that's where I'm going to leave it. Hayden needs Grave of the Fireflies to feel anything. <laughs> yes. I need <laughs> I need bullying a deaf girl to feel anything, please. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm very happy that we were still able to get this movie, and I'm glad they didn't put it behind a massive paywall. Um, I'm very glad I saw this movie. I think the time that it released was very, very good. And, uh, you know, yeah. I'm happy to see that... perfect uh, timing. Like, was Onward a Pixar movie, or was that just Disney animation? I feel like that was Pixar. I thought that was Pixar. Uh, Onward was kind of a dud for me as well, but I'm glad they came back and uh, Soul was very, very good, and I'm always looking forward to a new Pixar movie, Um, which eventually that Lightyear movie is going to be fucking dope. Yeah, that's so here for Lightyear. Yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, otherwise, you know, Wonder Woman came out. I don't think either of us have seen Wonder Woman. Have I don't you? think I will, because no one said anything very good about it. Yeah, and I didn't really care to begin with. <laughs> so, But assuming yeah. this pandemic continues for the majority of 2021, uh, I'm going to try to jump on movie releases as soon as I can, mooching somebody's HBO Max to watch Dune. See, like, that's the thing is we haven't had much movie content on here, but that's mostly because there haven't been any movies because yeah. of the pandemic but as soon as we're able to go to theaters or movies start releasing regularly we will definitely be talking about them a lot more because we're both really into watching movies yeah i've still got an amc a-list subscription on file there is not charging me because most of them are closed yeah I, I, I love going to the movies i think that one over here by us is actually open i said i've seen people going in and i'm just like oh god who's going to a movie right now jesus <sighs> yeah really i i do not trust amc to keep their theaters clean enough for me to have confidence to go in i more don't trust that people who don't who people who are feeling sick won't show up oh yeah for sure i, I think that'll about do us for this week um it was kind of a shoot the shit but kind of just you know new year look forward to some new things we're working on content wise uh go follow or go follow yeah go follow our twitter at uh obsession underscore pod um we do not have a uh, youtube yet but i can make that tonight um yeah we gotta, so we gotta we figure out it. some stuff in regards to branding for that yeah for sure but hey when we drop a video you all will be the i don't know probably the fifth to know <laughs> Uh, give or take, you know, maybe <laughs> two or three people. I don't know. Yeah. We look forward to it. Um, if we if we start streaming regularly, maybe we'll start plugging our Twitch channels on here too. And I, will, I will be trying ahead. to – I'm trying to regularly do some uh, Nuzlocke Pokemon streams on Thursday evenings. Um, I'm still trying to get exactly the time. It'll probably be roughly 7 to 9-ish, about two hours, maybe a little longer. We'll see. Uh, if you're um, yeah. dedicated to doing that regularly do you want to go ahead and plug your twitch uh yes what is my twitch i think i am uh let's see twitch slash gooser uh capital g second o zero and you can that's kind of my go-to thing um yeah i my layout looks like trash i don't have a picture yet so i need to get on that <laughs> um but yeah if you would 
if uh, you like watching Pokemon streams and Nuzlocks, check it out. Yeah, and I, I think uh, first game I'm probably gonna try to stream is gonna be Dead Space Two. I've been thinking about it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I think that'll that'll do us for this week. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some actual news to talk about next week, and we can get back into the swing of a regular podcast again. Yeah, yeah. Here's the 2021 man. It's our content year. Year of content. Yep. Well, right. we'll see you later, people. Bye bye.